are Shop Girls on My Talk 1071 live from the golf show at the convention center. Because where else would you find a couple of shop girls and a special shop boy? I'm back. He's back. I'm Allie Kaplan, and I'm here with Grant Whitaker at the convention center where it is hopping. It is so busy. You've got your... <laughs> my badge is kind of stuck in my microphone. Well, you've got a whole look. It's like a fashion situation. <laughs> it is. What's going on here? <laughs> Thank you for the assistance. This is crazy, you guys. You should get out here. It's the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show, 32nd annual, going on at the convention center. Shop girls have actually been here for many years at this So point. is the shop boy. I know. It's my second year back. It's they were your like, return. You came you, prepared. Could you come back with that shop boy? Yes. Um, maybe could you... <laughs> Right. And you've got the perfect outfit. I did. I thought about the golf um, couture of it all. I thought you were maybe going to wear Bermuda shorts and a golf polo, but no. Well, you know, my legs are kind of, we got to save those for, <laughs> Is that right? it's a little magic mic situation. We don't want to give it away. I see. You but know? you've got the perfect cap on. And the perfect beret. blue suit. You do. Yeah. You do. Look, I mean. I, I went with a little subtle plaid, yeah. a little black watch plaid. But you didn't get a, a compliment golfy. from the gentleman in the ele- oh. elevator on the way up here did you i know such a bragger <laughs> the, the 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 point is the golf crowd is watching and they think and i'm they sure are noticing and yep. actually there's a ton of shopping to do here we're going to talk about one of the hottest new brands um based right here in minnesota they're right across from us so we can pick out our hats as we do the show today it's called waggle we're going to talk to them a little later in the show we're going to learn about some new gear that might actually make golfers out of us grant i know Could and you, you know imagine? it's so interesting because we're here at the golf show and then you've got this great new voice like you've just been out on the tour with journey well <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i was the nude lead singer twin yes. cities uh, business and uh, shop girl i feel featuring fine. journey rest karaoke last night i had i was out <laughs> late last night i guess i was shouting a little more than i realized of course and the voice is is a little weak yeah. this morning but we'll power through i'm drinking my throat very cold. rock and roll of you you know that's I love right it. i just wanted to to spice it up a little bit for you um few things if you are on your way out to the golf show that you should know i mean, I mean seriously i'm feeling a little guilty that i didn't bring my uh teenager who is a golfer because i mean there are great deals on outerwear yeah of course there are golf balls there's an indoor driving range there are um they're they're doing instruct you can get instruction you can get a 10 minute complimentary lesson from a pga professional there's a merchandise zone with all the things we were talking about you spotted a good coat we might need to go back there there was a great coat i also love that there's like these souped up golf carts here i mean we've we've, watched the instagram stories yes we've got some good shots it's kind of like pit my rides of the golf carts here i love it (laughs) yes um and so anyway there's lots going on it's going on all day today and tomorrow too but we would love to see you so if you come right in when you come in the door so you can't miss us and we'd love to see you stop by and say hi and we're giving out little what are we giving out little Tease. Yeah, we've got a tees. we've got a lot of tokens to yeah, give away. Yeah, you could turn them into a necklace, maybe. You could, Earrings? of course, <laughs> right? I mean, all of the things that you want to wear on the golf course. Yes. Well, let's do a few um, interesting headlines from the week, if we may, and we'll go right from golf to another form of working out, one that you might be a little more familiar with, Grant. Yes. I'm talking about legendary Twin Cities 
fitness center, the firm. Yeah, I was an avid member of the firm for many, many, many years. Did you ever teach there? I did teach there. Yeah. What did you teach? Was it dance? I taught cardio hip hop. Of course you did. You know, yes. only of those with we, you know, we can drop it like it's hot until yes. the day we die. So the firm was on Glenwood, you know, for years and years yes. and years, and they went from that original space to that beautiful modern building that they built out. Gorgeous building. Pandemic was difficult, as we know. Well. Big news this week that the firm is going to move to the shops at West End. What do you make of this? Well, first of all, let's talk about the trend of that right now. I mean, we've seen Cycle Bar at Ridgedale. I mean, we're, we're seeing all of these kind of workout situations move in to kind of these mall situations. Yep. You know, I love the West End. We know that it's had a little bit of difficult times with brick and mortar. Yes. So I think this is a great situation for them. It's probably a great situation for the firm. They have moved many times. They've always been successful in their moves. Um, they have a loyal following. They, they do. They're truly local. You know, I will say as a like an old-timer who went there for many years, I think there's always these new sectors of generations of people that come in. Like a lot of people go for a while, then they leave for a while, then they come back for a while. In you know, COVID is hard. COVID was really hard, I think, on any gym situation. It just was. Oh, for sure. So, like... I think those of us who decided, you know, maybe not the firm anymore, it's just because I think it's a new time for new people to come in the door. Look, I think, you know, the, the larger clubs like the Lifetimes are able to, were able to withstand right. the downturn. But for boutique fitness, it was it was just devastating. Well, and you're competing. And didn't survive. With this new world of Peloton and the mirror and all of these things. And, yeah. you know, so no harm, no foul. I think this will be a great great situation well, for them. I will say this. I mean, it was really interesting to me because we've actually been talking about, like, is the West End in St. Louis Park finally hitting its stride? And I mean, finally, because, I mean, I did a big story about the shops at West End pre-pandemic yeah. even because I've just been so fascinated with this place from the, you know, it opened in 2007 yeah. at the exact worst time, right? worst possible time. Everything went south. And the original plan, I remember sitting down before they even broke ground with the original developers at Shops at West End. Such a great location, right? Five minutes from downtown. It is a great tons, location. Tons of offices, right, you know, near residential. So convenient. And they had this vision to make it really specialty. They wanted a mix of local. They were going to have a bookstore. Then all the bookstores went out of business. They made some serious mistakes putting all the restaurants down at one end and they had no flow. But there are still places at West End to this day that have never been filled. It's not just that they've been vacated. There are spots there that have never been filled. Well, and it is. It's an interesting space. I mean, I've worked with many of the stores, many of the stores, some of them there, some of them have come and gone. I've done events there. I've worked with artists there. You know, it's it's not not a beautiful situation. Well, it's like, a gorgeous right, place to and be. And they've been doing pop-ups. And so this is what. So there's a new owner. They're on. I think their third owner now. Okay. And that's. I think that's the other thing um, that's always been so kind of confusing is you drive through West End, the parking ramp, and it'll be packed. Right. And the theater will be packed, and there'll be an hour wait at Crave and Rojo, and then. The no one in the stores. Empty. Yeah, and it's so sad. But yet, Everive. I've talked to Megan and Mike Tampty about it many times. That Everive store, which they expanded, does really well for them. 
anthropology. I don't think it's their strongest one, but they've held on. Right. But it's been a revolving door for the rest. You know, Lululemon left. Mink. Been, Remember Mink? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Black Crimp. House White Market. All of those stores. Sure. Yeah. They all left. But just recently, it does seem like there's some new energy. This is a big one. Getting the firm. The firm is going to take the Toby Keith space, which yeah. has been sitting empty for us. So that's a big, raw space. There are pictures of it. You can see um, at mspmag.com. Um, but do you know the other one that's coming, which I'm so excited about? To the West End. The West End, Green and the Grain. Oh, do you know Green yeah, and the Grain? Yeah, I do, actually. It's my favorite salad. It's a really good salad. <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of good salads. Love the crisp and green, too, but Green and the Grain, they are a downtown favorite. Yeah. They were in the building that we used to office in, and right. I miss my cowboy salad. Yeah. They're finally going to the suburbs. They're we have many of there. salads together there. Yes, we sure have. But that's um, a great idea. And there's that new um, plant store. We've had the owner on the radio. Yes. Um, and then... I mean, they're just which is in the old Lululemon space, right? Right. So it just suddenly feels like, wait, is there some momentum coming right now? And I'm not sure if it's new ownership with a new vision, or if it's partly just that there are more people looking for that location. Now, the interesting thing is the firm said that part of the appeal to them, I'm guessing, they needed to downsize their building. That sure. Was a, you know, but they said they loved that the West End provided a safe small business friendly location. They said it's a perfect for our existing clientele and for new people as well. It's walkable to, you know, to many things. And um, they just said that it, you know, it felt like the right location for the next chapter. Well, I think it's wise. I think it is. I mean, having worked for them, having taught in that really big building, that big, beautiful building, it was a lot of overhead and it was a lot to deal with. And I can't imagine when you own a gym in a situation like that, just the cleaning responsibilities as a part of that as well. Yeah. Just the hygiene kind of things that you have to focus on as well. Lots to deal with. Totally. I do wonder what will happen to their building because that's a cool building. Too, it's a very cool Glenwood. building. That's a nice. And piece you know, of but there's so many things that have built up there. Yeah. You know, I also may not be surprised if, if some kind of great business or great apartment building situation moves in there. Oh, interesting. Because they've got that amazing parking lot next to it. Yeah. God, I'd love to see something more experiential go there. Hey, do you know another business, another retail that's going back to that area? It's full circle. Do you remember the furniture store, Rome? Modern yes, furniture? of course. So they originally started out, long-timers might remember, um, right near the, the old firm. Yes. Um, across from IMS. Yeah. In the building that's now businesses, Purist Foods is there and some other startups. Um, but that that's where the original Rome was. I loved that store. It was a and great store. And then they moved over to Hennepin. Yeah. They were at Lake and Hennepin. Yeah. They have held on. They're one of the last remaining on a block that just breaks my heart. Totally. When I drive by right now. Yeah. And they are finally, they have decided that they're going to leave and they're going back to the old neighborhood. They're actually going to be in IMS. That's They're so going great. To International Market Square. Well, and it's nice. I think that'll be a great thing. It's a great place to go. I mean, IMS is a great building to be a part of it and, is. and walk into. I it mean, is. if you can have a great shopping experience there, why yep. not? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad that they're doing well. I appreciate how long they held on. It's been a tough go and just not having a lot of retail traffic over there. I mean, Lake and Hennepin, it's now, that block is like a total redo. Right. How do we fix up? I love that Glenwood area, though. Yeah. 
I mean, we've yeah. seen some cool stories. I mean, remember when Eni did his IV men's Oh, he was a, he there. was ahead of the trend. I mean, that was such a great store too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that it is. It's it's a it's a great corridor and there's a lot of new energy. So, yeah, things move around, but this is an interesting development. I love what is starting to happen over at West End finally. Yeah. Finally, so long in the making they deserve it. And of course, they have bubble tea now. Well, so, there you go. That's my fave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when we get back, we're going to fill you in on one of the coolest new golf apparel lines. You're going to want to outfit your favorite golfer in this line for this summer, and it's based right here in Minnesota. That's next on Shop Girls Live from the Golf Show. In the first few weeks of any new year, an estimated 23% of people fall off the resolution wagon. <laughs> It could be the beckoning lights of a drive-thru. Or winter fatigue. But it's not too late to get back on. Buy one month at YMCA now and get another for free. We're a community of real people who can help you hang on. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. Come back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Yes, it's Allie Kaplan with a slightly deeper voice just to, you know, kind of sex up your Saturday. <laughs> At least it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Grant Whitaker is with me. Paul is here. We're all at the Minnesota Golf Show. You should be too. And I'm super excited. I've been watching this brand rise really quickly. The brand is called Waggle, and joining us now is their marketing manager, Carolyn Panessa. Carolyn, hi. Hi. Your booth is like the hottest thing here at the golf show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Where? Tell us, where did you come from? You're based in Roseville, and it's like all of a sudden this brand is like on all the golf courses. Yeah, so we're we're based out of Roseville. Um, we have an office and warehouse there. Um, we were founded in 2018. Our founder was kind of a casual golfer. Um, yeah. You know, he had a hockey background. His name is Travis. And he and his buddies just felt like, you know, there wasn't anything on the market that really spoke to the type of golf that, you know, they liked, they casual, you know, they want to go out and have fun with their buddies and everything right. was a they, little... They weren't joining the PGA tour. Exactly. Okay. Everything was too, all the comfortable polo brands, you know, they, everything was gray, blue, right. navies. Um, so they wanted to do something more fun. So he kind of took the idea of like your classic Hawaiian shirt. He was actually at a Jimmy Buffett concert and was like, wow, these shirts are awesome. Where like, you go for fashion. Yes, totally. Exactly. Jimmy Buffett. Well, like, we were out, you know, doing our research, looking at the lines, looking at all the pieces. You've got men's, you've got women's. It's great patterns, great colors, really clearly also really great fits. So tell us a little bit about the design process and all of it. Yeah. So we started um, originally with tropical prints, as I said, like it was a little Jimmy Buffett inspired. And then that evolved and we found, you know, we're a Midwest company. So the more and more that we were speaking to the outdoors. So we've got like our loon is our most popular design. And then we've also got, you know, bears and things that speak to hunters as well as golfers and fishermen. And that's been really awesome to see that grow in the Midwest. So we still have the fun, funky tropical patterns, but then we also, you know, really as a team, we're six of us. And in the office, we're always throwing out ideas of, you know, what type of new animal can we put on a polo? <laughs> Love it. Um, so you design everything in-house? We do. We have um, two folks in our office. One is our product designer, and he does most of the design. And then Travis, who's our founder, actually still has a little hand in it as well. 
it's it's one thing to have an idea and to to come up with a design. It's another thing to actually make it into a real line and then get yourself into stores nationally. How did he do it that quickly? Uh, good good marketing. It was before I came on, so all that that credit goes to him. I think he came into the market at a time when the industry was really looking for that. You know, now there are a lot of different fun and funky polo brands out there, but we were one of the first ones to do it um, yeah. and really hit hit what was needed. Yeah, we're talking to Carolyn from Waggle, which is one of those fun and funky um, golf brands that is here at the Minnesota Golf Show. Your hats also are amazing. Kind of like, we're kind of they obsessed really are. with your hats. We're already planning on shopping. I've already picked <laughs> out mine. Totally Seriously. Are. Because I think it's so nice to see this really cool hat structure with a little bit of color. It's like you were talking about, like, so when you think about like the animals and what you're gonna put on a polo and things like that and the colors, where does that inspiration come? Because it is different, but it's very unique and cool. Yeah, so one of the things with the hats is a lot of golf brands will just put their logo on a hat. Yes. And I've noticed that with golf more than more than other sports. Why is that? Yeah, you know, I I Why don't do I need to advertise for the brand. I don't know. And we <laughs> we don't totally agree with that. You know, we think it's so cool to be able to make a connection with people and consumers and golfers. And a lot of times what we're coming up with, you know, is talking to people, what's your favorite animal? And then we think about like, well, can we put that on a hat and what type of color combination, what type of logo works with that? And that's what we've found is so fun. And really like you walk over to our hat wall and you probably find something that you connect with. Yeah, totally. I did. What's, what's the top? Yes. I mean, if you have, if, Carolyn, if you have Grant Whitaker buying your golf brand, you've really crossed over. Uh, you've really made a breakthrough. I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> well, no, I mean, there are, I mean, that's, I make my living doing style and trend yeah. and shows and all of that good stuff, which. And he is a semi-professional golfer. Yeah, I am. <laughs> On the down low, right? Okay. He's <laughs> just trying to play it cool. Today. I am. Yeah. But no, um, I connected immediately and said to Allie, like. I love the color scheme. I love how it correlates. Yes, because they're fun, they're modern, they're great designs. What's the top seller? What's the most popular hat? The most popular hat is actually one that we don't have here because it's so oh. popular that it's sold out. <laughs> yeah. um, it is our cocky rooster hat. So we've got a polo to match it. It's got a rooster on it. Perfect, uh, Ali. You want that one? I knew it. I knew it. Shoot. <laughs> will it be back in stock soon? Uh, yes, it will be. Um, should be by late March on okay. our website. Uh, and then our other top sellers are the Loon Lake, obviously. Minnesota connection and then we've got the goat hat which is for Tiger Woods it's a combination of it's like a goat with tiger stripes oh cute you know it's it, because you're a woman working in this industry and then you've got men's and women where do you see the difference between the strides of what men and women want in this kind of golf fashion industry yeah, so it's interesting because women's golf apparel probably has always been a little more on the fun side, you know, those fun colors that, that ladies want to wear on the course. Um, so we're seeing kind of the men catch up with that a little bit and wanting to show a little bit more personality, which is super fun to see. Um, and then you can also get, you know, the matching for your couples. And we're really looking at, you know, blowing out our women's line too in the future years of how can we appeal to all sorts of different women's golfers. You know, there's a lot of new women in the sport, which is awesome to see, and, and we want to make sure we've got something for everybody. I know that the the brand Waggle was obviously inspired by the casual golfer, but you have to want to get your stuff on your apparel on a professional. Don't it, you? It would be have pretty you cool. Done it? Who do we've, you want? <laughs> oh gosh. You know, if we could have anybody, there's a golfer named Max Homa who's pretty popular right now. He's he's very very fun personality. Um, it's 
it's crazy the level of like sponsorship that it takes to get onto the PGA I'm Tour. Sure. So it's it's a pipe dream. It's but not, you can't just if, send him a shirt and yeah, he says, hey, it's if, cute, I'll wear it. If anyone asks <laughs> us, we're happy. So if they're listening out there, yeah. we'll, we'll get you something. I'm curious also, I mean, I feel like rules of, of attire at golf clubs have been so strict and traditional for so long. Do you see that loosening up? We do, yeah. You know, you still have your very formal golf clubs, you know, tucked in shirt, golf pants, but more and more um, with, you know, city courses, it's it's pretty casual. Yeah. Well, because like, your brand almost looks like, like when we think about ready-to-wear fashion, for example, it's almost like you've got this cool tailored kind of streetwear option to it, which I think is so unique and it's really refreshing to see. So we've got just a minute left. Um, Carolyn, tell everybody where they can buy Waggle. I mean, obviously come to the show and you've got discounts. Right. You've got yes. sales today. Yes, So that's we do. number one. But beyond the golf show, where do we buy? Where do we buy? Yeah. So you're, yeah, I mean, your best place to get a deal right now is definitely at the golf show. This is the lowest, lowest price you'll see on our stuff. Uh, but otherwise, online, our website is getyourwaggleon.com. And then if you do want to see the stuff in store, we don't have a retail storefront, but we have a pretty big presence at Shields out in Eden Prairie, a variety of Shields locations. Um, PGA Superstore has some of our hats. So right. if you're in any of those spots, you can find us as well. It's a great story and a great way to shop local. Thanks for sharing with us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank we'll you be so over much. To Good buy luck. our hats after the show. We'll be right back with more Shop Girls after this. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071 live from the Minnesota Golf Show at the Convention Center. Well, let's see how many crazy things we can bring together. I'm Allie Kaplan with Grant Whitaker. We are huge golfers. We, we are. are. Obviously the go-tos yeah. for the golf show every year. And now we're going to take you to PBS for a little culture <laughs> and art and a, a, a little, I mean, it just, it all makes so much sense. Yeah, it really does. No, it's like color here at the golf show today, right? We've got yeah. two grants at the same time ian grant one of my all-time faves he yes. we, we, this is okay this is how we're going to connect it um so you were a retailer i yeah, met you when yeah. you were a retailer you yeah you had a store called bjorling and grant uh-huh. you still have a, a furniture i just came from the workshop i might there still have go. stuff i there was uh, sandblasting uh, table legs this morning worlds collide yeah, yeah. i really worlds do and, and logically we're at a golf show now totally yeah <laughs> all the projects you have to get done before you come here to talk right yeah. we're all right. Right, gonna right. do some putting after totally. this. Totally, I was warming up over there. They've oh, got a. Yeah. You guys have a little putting spot over of there. I, I was do. feeling good about it. Obviously, yeah. I only talk. threw a club once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the reason that you're actually here, Ian, is you have a show on PBS called Culture Quest, which is amazing and beautiful. And Thank you. you. Finished the first season, and it was wonderful. And you've just recorded a special that's going to debut. Do we say? Can we say this week? Technically. Yeah. Well, so it's it's showing up in. In two places, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get it out on uh, uh, the internet on our YouTube site and all our various social media sites this Wednesday or Thursday, depending on how uh, the editing finishes up. <laughs> Nothing well, like being down to the wire. Well, so the the upside is with with the interwebs. You yeah. know, I get to make an expanded version of the show. Cool. Uh, whereas the one hour episode will uh, start showing up on PBS. Sure. Probably end of March, April. Okay. It depends on, you know, all the PBS stations around the country are their own little fiefdom. So it depends when they uh, decide okay. to put it on. But, you know, call TPT. Keep calling TPT. We yes, will do we that. Want yes. More yes. Ian Grant. Yes. More yes. Ian Grant. Okay, yep. but we've kind of buried the lead because the, the what's really special about this particular episode is you went to Ukraine yeah. in the middle of a war yes. to talk to artists. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, How did you even pull it off? So that's a that's a, a long story in itself, and you know me well enough that I can get lost in a long story. You're we are live. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it down. I'll bring it down. You know, the 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 short answer is I started like everyone around the world. You know, started watch seeing all this stuff coming through in the news, the uh, horror and the the just the major crisis there, uh, and then I started seeing musicians performing in bombed out places or mm. huge concerts in Europe and I started seeing artists just going back to the basics and sketching while they're hiding in bomb shelters uh, and and those sorts of things and I started seeing more and more of that and you know a, as you know Ali uh, I, I have a, a show that is about art and culture around the world yes. what I really like about art and culture is when they move the ball forward when they're doing something proactive something to make a change in in you know the modern world we live yeah. in and these artists and musicians were making a major impact on global awareness uh, about what's going on in Ukraine and not only globally but they were making a huge impact to their fellow Ukrainians hmm. because Ukrainians were starting to see uh, murals going up in Kiev or or sort of partisan kind of uh, signs in in occupied areas that that signified the resistance uh, musicians doing charity concerts and and frontline concerts for uh, people in the war so when you thought about putting out you know this special was it in particular were you waiting for a particular time because of course in the news we're talking about the fact that it's one year where yeah. it's one year that we've been talking about this war yeah did you think when you were doing this that we would be here? I didn't know. You know, so I, I was pretty careful. I mean, I'm I'm not a war correspondent, and and I didn't. Uh, but you look like you could play one on TV. You think so? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So it's and you be did a whole come in, in military green today. <laughs> I did. Well, you got to do it, right? You got to play. You got to play the part. Yeah. You know, uh, it. it uh, what was the question? <laughs> well, what, what I was saying to you is we're, we're talking about one year of this war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you think we would be here at this time? And was that plan that you would release this during this time? I mean, no, you know, I didn't know. It was right? a, it was a big, big gray area. So so when I started planning it, it was last summer. Right. And and things were still pretty crazy. Yeah. And then things in Kiev started to settle down a little bit. How did you even get into the country? Can well, you book a commercial flight? Yeah, to Kiev so that's right now? that's the other thing. So it took me. Uh, well, there are two of us. Uh, there's there's my cinematographer whose name is also Ian. So it took it took only the, works with Ian. It only works. We can't <laughs> hire anyone else. You're gonna have to change your name. Uh, it took us 35 hours to to get there. It wow. took us less time to get to outer Western Mongolia. In, a, in an episode in the first season. Wow. Uh, it took a 14-hour overnight train ride on top of, of a three-hour cab ride, on top of the flights, on top of all these different things. Was it scary? I mean, did you know, did it feel like you were in a war? I don't know. Well, that was the interesting thing. So we showed up and, it, first of all, it's, it, it was really strange, surreal, to get on a train in a tiny, like, 2,000-person-sized border town in Poland yeah. and get on this train as the entry into Europe's largest country, a country of, uh, I think, 30 or 40 million people. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's this total backdoor entry through all these farm fields oh, wow. and things. And it was like, wow, this is through the wardrobe kind of kind of thing. Yeah. And then we arrived in Kiev early on a Friday morning in September, beautiful fall day. And initially, I mean, it's a stunning capital city. Beautiful of modern buildings, stunning old buildings. Yeah. 
and people out going about their day. Hmm. So, and, and I'm sure you, you, you both travel. Your eye starts to take in more and more detail as you go along, and that's what happened. Uh, initially, it was like, oh, yeah, this is a beautiful city. And uh, then you start to see concrete bollards and uh, I-beam battlements that are ready to be pushed into the street. Wow. You see more and more people in fatigues wandering around. And you see, you know what it was? You see people in fatigues that are clearly not in the military. Got it. They've been clearly conscripted because they wow. sit like me. They sit kind of, you know, military people you, you probably know are, are like ramrod straight. Yes. And they walk and you know they're, they've been in the military for like a while. Like Allie. Yeah, totally. totally. Allie, <laughs> she just screams military, military complex. Yeah. I do like military green. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> there's color. nothing wrong with that. I'm wearing it today. Uh, but, but the people that I was seeing were, you know, they had forgotten that they were in fatigues. Wow! Yet they were part of the part of the military. Did, That's how they're how they're winning right hmm. now. Because of course you're talking about art and going into Ukraine. How does one plan to go there? Did you have artists that you were going to talk to? Yeah, yeah. Great I, it was it was a lot of uh, trying to track people down and and to see if they were even still in Ukraine because mm. a lot of them left. They, they didn't know what was going to happen and they, they took off. Right. Or a lot of them were on the front lines. I mean, we wanted to interview uh, photographers who were taking <laughs> heartbreakingly mm -hmm. incredible photos. They were on the front lines. Uh, so that, that was part of it. But I, by, uh, with no exceptions, everyone we talked to really wanted to do this. Uh, not because of me, they didn't know me from Adam, but they, they understand, understood and still understand very clearly that they need to get the message out. Yeah. That if, if, if their story doesn't get out there, the world forgets, and if the world forgets, then they're on their own. Yeah. We're talking to Ian Grant. He's the host of a show on PBS called Culture Quest. Ian is a, a local fave. You might know him from his furniture line, Bjorling and Grant, and he's had other uh, TV shows as well. Um, one of my favorite podcast episodes details the entire career <laughs> until this moment. Go look it up. Oh Many laughs in studio on by all means it's kind of funny timing Ian because knowing that we were going to talk about this today I don't know if you saw but the cover story um, of the style section on the New York Times is about Ukrainian fashion designers yeah I saw that I saw that it's it, and and these stories keep on coming out I yeah mean, when when I arrived there it it well actually even even researching it it was astounding to me the depth of, and I should have known this. I mean, I absolutely should have known this. But the depth of not just the culture, but but how they're moving the ball forward. How how they're super modern in in fashion, pushing things forward in music. Uh, they're. I mean, it's an incredible, incredible yeah. place. What What's so brilliant about what you do on Culture Quest is the way that you use art as a vehicle to talk about you know, what's going on in politics, what's going on in history, kind of a commentary. So what is your big takeaway from getting to do this and meeting all these artists? The big takeaway, uh, obviously there were hard, hard moments there. I, I mean, it, it's, it's a hard place with hard stories, but easily my big takeaway was being inspired. I mean, there is absolutely no quit right. in Ukrainians from top to bottom hmm. that that they will do and are doing anything that they can think of to help the cause anyone at every single level from president Zelensky down to whatever yeah they're just trying to find a way to jump in and contribute to victory in, in ukraine and that even in crisis 
you you turn to your art and to inspiration and yeah. creativity yeah. and the things that you love. Well, and that was the other, uh, I think, truly great irony was that, you know, the Russian invasion, in part, its intent was to try and erase culture and to cow yeah. a population. All it's done is the exact opposite. I mean, we hung out with these two uh, 20-year-old twin women graffiti artists. It, it, it'll take a second to settle in. I <laughs> realize on, that a lot. Bring of, it uh, around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but you know, and, and they, up until now, they've spent their life tagging things, putting up, you know, uh, bleep the man kind of stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Can I say bleep on the radio? Sure, you yeah, can wow. say bleep all <laughs> yes, you want. <laughs> all right, yeah. And, and uh, we interviewed them, hung out with them for a while, and all the war has done is made them patriots. Of course. I mean, they said, you know, we, we now are doing everything we can right. to, to, again, uh, unite our country That's and, so interesting. and support our country. You'd think, like, young people who are maybe a little disillusioned and don't really care, and now they're passionate. That was exactly why I wanted to interview because they were exactly that sort totally. of... Totally. Uh, Fascinating. Well, it's almost this beautiful, colorized story of this is why people are fighting back. Yes. It's a country of where people are allowed to be themselves. We're going to stand for our art, our culture, who we are, all of these things. I mean, it, yeah. and the fact that you took your time and the effort and the hours and all this stuff to really want to share the story. I mean, it's it's such a beautiful thing. I was so excited that you were coming on today. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know? So tell everybody where to find you and Culture Quest and to follow along. Yeah. So so the easiest way, of course, is uh, to get to our social media sites, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. You could be one of 500 <laughs> or, or five. I, I was going to say. Actually, I think Instagram's up to 530 or Maybe something. Maybe time to get a social media manager. I know. You're, Maybe your son could help it's you. It's hilarious because some of the people I, I we met it's with so there good, are, it is, but it, it is funny because the people we were meeting with, you know, I'm, I'm coming in ostensibly to get their message out to the world. They, they've got half a million, a million <laughs> followers. So I'm like, and, and I've got. 500 or something you know You're get it, there. it'll well, it's a it, slow build uh, and it's it's television so yes. you know we'll have somewhere between a million at least or they're two real, million people they're so, real yeah. at least yes. they're real people they no. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> exactly so anyhow back, back to that get to get to our our social media sites our web page uh we'll we'll release the episode this uh wednesday thursday and then of course pbs will be running it nationally uh, TPT will hopefully pick it up. You we'll know. put a link on the Shop Girls page, but you can just go to um, Culture. You can literally Google Culture, Culture Quest, Quest, Ian PBS. Grant, and it'll yes. it'll show up. And yeah. it pops right up. Is there going to be another full season? You know, Ali, you know this. The, the, there are so many upsides with PBS. They let me do the show I want to do. I couldn't do the show yeah. anywhere else. The downside is I have to get it funded. So right, right. now we're chasing after funding for the second season. Maybe some yeah. golf brands want to sponsor you. Totally. I will Let's carry go a golf club. <laughs> we'll, we'll set up this hook for every single hook. Hey, there's a pun right there. Thank you. There we go. You can thank wear you, a Thank you very much. So I'll be here for the next yes. five minutes. You know what? Um, I think, Ian, you might want to stick around because next we're going to evaluate some fashion trends. Oh, I think you should. No, anyway. I'm all for it. Okay, Absolutely. we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Shop Girls right after this. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 107.1, live from the Minnesota Golf Show at the Convention Center. I'm Allie Kaplan with Grant Whitaker. It is that, and, and a special guest, just wait, just wait for it. It's that time of the show where we take a look at the trends, we pick them apart, and then we ask the big question, whose look is it anyway? I can't believe she's wearing that outfit. 
It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? Always well, my favorite part of the show. I know it that is. Was, you know that it was is. a beautiful introduction. And, yeah. and uh, Ian Grant, television host, world traveler, uh, retail guru, furniture maker, but really just kind of like a, a citizen of the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we, need, yeah. we felt you would be the perfect person to analyze some current trends. Yeah, I'm fully on board. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. We like that. We're so yeah. glad. Yes. And I picked this one knowing that we would have two grants here yes. to analyze the trends today. She thought we might catfight or something. <laughs> I, no, man, we're wonder twin powers <laughs> right now. Absolutely. We're yeah, going yeah. to start with a trend yes straight off the men's runways the double breasted blazer a confusing piece for many a man and today is it being turned into <laughs> more of a casual cool item by men dare i say a tiny bit younger than the two of you yeah the question is are you in or are you out do you want to go? I'm going to give you the privilege to go first. Really? I love it. I'm out. Okay. Uh, but I will say this. So Allie's got, got a, a web page up with a photo of a young, handsome-looking model with a uh, double-breasted blazer on and jeans and a T-shirt. Mm -hmm. And the minute I saw it, I thought, oh, my God, this is so great because I uh, worked at Dayton's in the 90s, Okay, had, had the employee discount. And, and in the 90s, uh, double-breasted suits were you know, all you really wanted to buy, and I saved them all. So this is giving me oh, hope. If, if, yeah, I'm totally. I'm and digging stuff out of the basement. fashion. It's yeah, vintage. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Right, so are you giving this a no or a yes? I, I realized that was a very confusing answer. <laughs> there, there very was. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no for me, but... Uh, and I'm going to totally I give it a yes. I love it. No, I you can do it. I, wear, I walk around in a longer, double-breasted, wool, cashmere coat. Yeah. Everyone stops me relentlessly. I'm a coat whore. <laughs> yeah. So anything double-breasted is really good. I have a very sharp waist, very big behind, <laughs> which I like. So I love it. Yeah. Um, but I love a double-breasted accent. It just love flows it. with so the So Grant, uh, did I uh, mention about the double-breasted suits I have in the basement? <laughs> I mean, they're just yeah. in there. I was just going to come over and take them. I'm okay. all for it. All if we for can it. take yeah. the spotlight out of your, off of your physique for just one second. <laughs> well, Grant, that was my yes. I get it. But what would you say? I think that double-breasted only works on certain, I mean, for smaller men. I, I don't think it works for everyone. It does. It can, listen, a double-breasted situation can overwhelm you. Yes. But now, like you were talking about the 90s. I, you know, I was senior class best dressed graduating in the 90s. Hey, so was I. I was senior class best dressed. <laughs> See? Here we go. Oh, my God. Right? So oh, my goodness. God. This is great. I yeah. will say the tailoring aspect of what double-breasted is now is very different. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's very suited, very good, very great, great lines, all of that stuff. The truth is this reminds me a little bit of what's happening in women's blazers, which I'm sure you're tracking, Ian, right All the now. time. But, yeah. I mean, with the oversized, less structured, this is sort of the men's So are you a yes? Of this, I'm wearing a lot. I mean, yes. You know what? Right? And I'm I'm coming around. See, uh, <laughs> yes. I, I or kinda... a casual look with jeans, not for a man who's like trying to dress up. Yeah. But like, I know you well enough to know, like, you like a Smith blazer, right? I do. And I do like, like a Smith blazer. Yes. That's, well, so do I. <laughs> that could I, be I mean... like more a double-breasted situation. It could be. But the gold buttons make it. The tailoring in the yeah. back makes it. Yes. 
I know. I know her. Oh, yeah. We know some things. Called double-breasted. <laughs> yes. Okay. Got wow. It. All right. Wow. All right. Okay. Now we need to jump over to Fashion Week. Yes. Uh, where did you want to start, Grant? I know you had a couple of favorites. Do you well, want to? You know, I think what's really interesting is one of the ones that I wanted to pull out from. So this is a this is from Stylecaster. So if you're not familiar with Stylecaster, each week. Each month, each fashion season, they put out some of the best reviews of what's yeah. going on, and you get the best photos. I love that they're calling this one the prime of a peplum. So talking about a peplum, always lapel, controversial. Like, yes, it really is. Peplum because is very controversial. Peplum, but wait, before I'm, I'm sure everyone listening knows what a peplum is, but if you if you wouldn't mind so helping me out, yeah, it is that extra material. Yes. at the waist that kind of flares out. Oh, I yeah. love that. I, I'm, I'm not even joking. I, I, I think that's really cool. You like a peplum? I love a peplum. I know a lot of women with hips really loathe the peplum. Really? Okay. It, because it God, can this is going poorly for me right now. <laughs> yeah. No, for a certain for certain body types. Yeah. You know, six feet tall yeah. and very skinny, it works yeah. fine. For peplum the rest all, of us. Peplum all day no, long. Thank you. No, but okay. it's such an interesting thing. We, you know, like a minute ago we we're talking about the nineties. Like yeah. in the eighties a peplum was not always the best feature. Right. You know? And so it through the but ages it keeps coming it back. It does. And fashion comes back around again. Yeah. I think it all depends on the structure of what it is. Mm -hmm. It really does. Yeah. I mean if you've got a great like bustier tight in line mm -hmm. and then a peplum and it gives you a really great shape, it might work. I'm guessing you I'm know. gonna get a universal yes from you guys on this one. No pants. Just no. leave the pants at <laughs> Just home. leave the pants at home. My wife reminded me as I was leaving the interview to wear pants. So, so. Well, this is sort of straight off of like what Beyonce's stage. Yeah. Or I mean, I don't really. Think I think that's what anyone. you were wearing at that party last night. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. You're like, I'm in yeah. a leotard and some boots. I'm yeah. here. That's it. Yeah, this is me. I don't really see this making its way onto the streets unless people are headed to a fashion show. Yeah. What, what do you think, Grant? Is well, I thought about it today. I have to tell you. No, I'm kidding. Okay. No, we'll leave it I alone. mean, come on. Well, no. what it made me think of are those uh, things, uh, uh, the way people dress at Walmart, those kind of things you see online. There you go. It looked like that. Makes it, it easy to switch it up. Yeah. 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 Ian Grant, thank you. You're welcome. Thank, thank you for you being for here. Input. Yeah, Everybody totally, watch Culture Quest. We'll be back with another hour of the Shop Girls Live from the Golf Show right after this.